Um, we're, we're starting a series right now on, um, on uh, moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the reason we're doing that, partly because there's a, a lot of folk here, uh, here who are new, and for the rest of us, we sometimes need to re- be refreshed, uh, but also because when we read the Bible, when we read the New Testament, we see that Jesus not only taught, uh, uh, he also did. Uh, he not only taught about salvation, uh, he not only taught about people being set free, he set people free. He brought people wholeness. He healed people who were struggling in, with their bodies, with their physical health, with their emotional health, healing of the heart. Um, he set people free in all sorts of ways. And we see in the Acts of the Apostles, a church, the early church, grew because it moved in the power of the Spirit. They not only preached about Jesus, but signs and wonders followed. And uh, we long for that in our day. And over the years, we've seen God do some wonderful things. As people have been, uh, met, God has met with people in wonderful ways. There's been healings of all kinds of things. People have been filled with his presence. You know, Christianity isn't meant to be a religion that stops at the neck um, and doesn't go down. It's, it's, a, it's about everything. It's about the whole of life. And I, I've, I said to the Lord a long time ago, um, before I die, Lord, I long, I long to see, before I see you face to face, I long to see the things in the book uh, before my eyes, before my eyes. And I'm not gonna stop praying that. And so we wanna stir ourselves up and equip ourselves so that we can minister in a power that is greater than ours, that in the power of the, of the Spirit. And uh, last week, uh, I talked about Gideon, the character from the Old Testament. And the main point I was trying to make from the life of Gideon was that he felt he was the least and the worst and the weakest and everything. And God still said, you're my, you're my guy. I can use you. I can use you. I want, I, want, I, want, I want to bless people through you. And he was like, but I'm not good enough. And that, how that is true for us today. Uh, we don't believe uh, that we, we need to wait for the anointed man or woman of God to turn up in the white suit and take a big offering and do all the magic at us. The whole ministry of Jesus is for the whole church of Jesus. It's for all of us. When, when uh, God, God says uh, we're, we're, to, we're to move in the power of the Spirit, uh, we're to play nicely and share the toys. You know, and we're, we're, it's for all of us. No one is excluded. All you have to do is love Jesus and breathe oxygen for Jesus to use you. And so what we're going to do in this session, next week, uh, we're going to talk about being filled with the Spirit and we're going to make space for people to be filled with the Spirit, baptised in the Spirit, if you like, for the first time or the second time or the third time because we leak. Uh, but today, I want to be really practical and talk about how to pray for people. Uh, because uh, during services, here at just about every service and on after services, uh, or after services, we make an opportunity for people who would like prayer for God to meet with them. And this is, this is how to pray so that stuff happens. So that stuff happens. And uh, I'm gonna be very practical. Now, 
Um, how many of you have, have been to the festivals in the summer? Soul Survivor or Natchez? Oh, a fair few of you. For those of you who have been, it's possible, it's just possible, you may have heard a bit of this once before. And um, what I want to do is I want to begin by doing this by just being really practical and explaining by, by praying for someone um, or pretending to pray for someone. And um, what I want to do is I'm going to make space here and I'm just going to choose somebody completely at random from the congregation uh, in order to show you how to pray and how not to pray. Andy. Um, why don't you come up? Okay. Now we're going to pretend that Andy, um, it's the end of the service. We've invited, if you'd like prayer for anything, uh, just you just come forward and there'll be folk that love to pray for you. Andy has just come forward and I've seen him, so I think I will go and pray for him. So I go up to him. I say, hi, my name's Mike. What's your name? Andy. And um, Andy, um, uh, what, have, what, what have you come for prayer for, but you know what? Sometimes it's not even a gift of discernment. It's obvious. And um, you've, you've come for prayer for healing, haven't you, for your face? <laughs> yes, I thought I could tell. I could tell. Okay. Now, now here's, 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 here's the first way how we suggest not to pray. And this is the evangelical way. And guys, I'm not having a go. I'm an evangelical, okay? I, 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 I'm in member of the Evangelical Alliance, just so that you know at home. And um, so I'm not having a go, but this is the evangelical way not to pray. Oh Lord, Lord, we pray for Andy and we intercede for him. And Lord, I just pray that you would heal his face. And Lord, have mercy, have compassion. Oh Lord, take pity. If not on Andy, on Beth. It, just imagine waking up in the morning and turning round and facing that in the morning. Lord, the poor woman and his children, his children, when he collects them from school, the shame, Lord, the shame. As, as his friends say, I didn't know Casimodo was your dad. And Lord Jesus, we, 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 we call out to you. We, we remind you of what you said in the Bible, where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst. Well, we're gathered in your name, so you must be in the midst. And where any agree on earth, you will do it in heaven. And so we're agreeing on earth, Lord, we need his face healed. And Lord, you said that, that, that if, we, if we pray with praise, then you would do it. And, and we remind you of this. And do you know what? After a while, I'm telling you, the Lord wants to say, shut up. I know, I can see his face. You know, it's like, don't kill it with words. Don't kill it with words. Sometimes we go on and on and on and, and words can kill it. Here's the second way we suggest not to pray. And, and this is the charismatic Pentecostal way. And I'll just say to you, again, I'm a charismatic Pentecostal. I don't belong to any charismatic alliance, but you know, I, I shall abala with the best of them. And, uh, and, and so here's, here's how not to pray in a charismatic Pentecostal way. Okay, I'm going to pray for you now. And the anointing's going to come. Now, are you ready? Ooh. God, meet with him. Ooh. May your power come down. Power, power. We pray for more power. 
Here it comes, I can feel it. I can feel it in my left hand. It's going through my neck. It's coming to my right hand. Out! Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't... Did I hurt you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He's so proud. That's another thing we have to pray for him for, pride. Um, You know... You know, you you don't hype the Holy Spirit up. He comes down. We don't need to help him. So we don't need to to kiss them, lick them, push them over, um, do anything like that. We just want to be normal. God can be as weird as he wants. He's God, but we don't need to be. So we just be normal. So here's, here's a way I suggest that might be good to pray. Oh, receiving posture at last. There we go. Well trained. Just something like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon Andy. Lord, we just pray healing for his face. Now, I just want to make sure you see the cameras, the the technique, all right? Can you see close up for the technique? This is what you do next. see what I did there? Did you see it? I waited. Wait. We asked, we finished now. We can stop. No, no, you stay there. You just, you look a bit daft. I've stopped praying. Um, we ask him to do something and then we wait for him to do it. And we don't just wait, we watch. Did you see? I was watching I was watching. Okay, you can thank you very much. You can go. Now, some, sometimes you have to pray more than once for something to happen. And we've been praying for years, haven't we? <laughs> years and years and years. We're still in the same place, but we're not going to give up. Um, and uh, we, want to, we want to follow the lead of the Lord. We want to follow his lead. And uh, there's a passage in John chapter 5. Uh, where we read this, uh, Jesus um, uh, went to Jerusalem and he went to a pool that was called Bethesda. And here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who, had be, who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? And do you know what? To cut a long story short, he healed him. And here's the point. There were, there were loads. There was probably hundreds of people who were suffering there. And Jesus goes to this one guy, to this one guy, and he heals him. And later on in John chapter 5, he's talking to the Pharisees and he's explaining himself. And there's this one little phrase he uses that I love. He says, I only do what I see my father doing. Now, on one level, we want to pray for any... Of course, we're going to pray for everyone who wants prayer. But sometimes the Lord guides us and shows us and he says, 
I want to do this with this person now whom I never have known. And when you're praying for someone, what Jesus said was, was I was, I was watching to see, Father, what are you doing? What do you want me to do next? That guy, that guy who'd been an invalid for 38 years. So when you're praying for someone, uh, be asking the Lord, be asking the Lord, is there anything you want to show me? Is there anything you want to say? And, and again, it's like this isn't for the special few. The Lord speaks to all of us who are Christians, to all of us. It's just some of us, we ain't tuned in. You know, we, 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 we don't think that he will, so there's no expectancy. And, and the thing is, we miss it because we're going to talk about this when we talk about prophecy um, uh, in a couple of weeks. And then we're going to talk about it here. And then Jeremy's going to do uh, an evening on it, um, I think the following Thursday um, or Tuesday. Tuesday, one day, Tuesday, I think, and uh, to, to go a bit deeper. But, but again, again, so often we expect him to shout. We expect it to be crystal clear. And it's not like that, hardly ever, certainly never with me. So often it's like, gosh, I just had a thought that, where did I get that thought from? Could that be you, Lord, or could it be indigestion? And in my case, a fair few times, it's indigestion. You know, but, but actually the only way we know is we step out, but we step out humbly. And it, it's like Gideon, it's in our weakness. It's in our weakness. It's desperate that we all get that because so many of us, we all feel weak, but most of us feel weak and we think that disqualifies us. Whereas actually being weak, feeling weak qualifies you, qualifies you. God's power is made perfect in our weakness, not in our strength, not in our strength. And so often it can be so easy to miss. I'm going to tell you a story from years ago, years ago, that just came back to me when I woke up this morning. And uh, this was in the last century. I went down, the team of us went down to Plymouth to do a, lead a weekend for a church. And um, uh, on the Saturday morning it was, uh, we were meeting in a hall and there was a um, kind of windows so that were onto the high street. And, um, and during the meeting, I noticed this guy came in and sat on his own at the back and he looked a little bit disheveled. And I just noticed him, didn't think anymore. And then at the end of the talk, uh, we invited people to stand if they wanted prayer and a whole bunch of people stood and then we started praying for them. And I noticed that this guy stood up at the back who'd come in late. And then I went to pray for the person, person near me and others were praying. And I finished praying after a while for the person near me. They said they'd had enough. Um, and uh, I looked across and I saw this guy was still being prayed for by some, some of my friends. And I thought, well, I've got nothing else to do. I may as well go and join them. It was either that or sit down. And um, so I went and joined them. And I was just 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 quietly praying when suddenly this really old song came into my head and it was a song from I think the 1950s so probably only a couple of you will have heard of it um yes good Dennis is here uh, sorry I couldn't resist uh, and 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 it's um won't you come home Bill Bailey won't you come home does anyone recognize that song oh there's a few wow 
ancient. Um, why won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? Now, it was like that was a bizarre song, you know. I, I would have been into ABBA and other hip and trendy stuff like that. And it was like, won't you come? I was like, why, am I, why is that coming to my head? And I was like, Pinavachi, concentrate. Stop it, concentrate. But the more you try, you know, the more you try not to think of a song, the more it goes through your skull. Um, and so after a while, it was like almost just to, you know, get rid of it. I said, I don't know if this means anything, but while I'm standing here, while we're praying, I just got the song, Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey? Won't You Come Home? going through my head. And at that point, this stranger started to weep and he started to sob. And we discovered that um, I think it was a week earlier, some days earlier anyway, quite a few days earlier, he'd had a big row with his wife and he'd walked out on his wife and kids and he was staying in some cheap hotel and he was really miserable and he'd been walking by as we had our meeting and he thought that he would come in uh, just, just to see what was going on and sat at the back and asked for prayer. Well, as a result, the, the, the people in that church in Plymouth um, they took him. Um, they took him back home. Uh, he was reconciled to his wife. He became a Christian, and he told his wife what had happened. And I don't know the rest of the story. I only know. Oh, that was the point of the story. His, he wasn't called Bill Bailey. He was called something like Colin Bailey, but it was Bailey. That was the point of the flipping story. You're not just an ugly face, are you? <laughs> that was a good one back, wasn't it? I rescued it. Um, that was the whole point. And, and I could easily have not said it. And I thought, why am I thinking that song? You know, God speaks in all sorts of different ways. We read that in the scripture. And so we want to grow in this. We want to grow in this. So when you're praying for someone, now there's two ways of praying. Uh, sometimes in the middle of a meeting, uh, we're kind of, um, we, the Holy Spirit starts to move in, in the worship in a significant way. And often the way it works for me is in the meeting, I'll start just to sense, gosh, something's happening. I think you're doing something, Lord. And then remember, I only do what I see my father doing. I would start looking round. And I would start saying, Lord, show me if, if you are doing something. What are you doing? Would you show me, Lord? And I would start looking around. And it may be, for example, this is just an example. I might see someone quietly weeping over here. And then it's like, well, lots of people weep in church, especially after someone's spoken. Uh, but it, I'll stop now. I'll stop now. Um, and, but it's like, is, is that you, Lord? If that's you, if you're saying something to me through that, Lord, may, may I see someone else weeping? And then I might look over here, and then I see someone else weeping. And then it's like, Lord, are they weeping for themselves? Is it brokenness? Or is it compassion? You know, sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes, he, he shares with us his love, his compassion, his heart for people. And we start feeling it in, in our guts, in our emotions. And then I might just get a slight sense it's one or the other. And for example, it might be that they're weeping for themselves. And I might say, are there some of you here, maybe that, um, that during the worship, you started to be aware 
of, of, of pain inside of you or, or a broken heart and, and, and you, you just feel like weeping and you're, it surprised you. If that's you, would you, could you come forward now? I think the Lord is wanting, starting to meet with you. We'd love to pray for you. And then the number of times I would be shocked at how many people would come forward. And I didn't know it was, you know, I thought, well, I'm just going to go for it. And that's how it works when you're praying for an individual. You know, you, you may be praying for someone and, and, and while you're praying, you're asking, Lord, is there anything you want to say? Now, if he doesn't say anything, don't make something up. That's, that's horrible. You don't need to make something up. Um, but if he might be. And for example, you know, you might be praying for someone because they've got a bad hip or something, right? We'll say a bad hip. And then as you're praying, just this thought comes from nowhere. They haven't forgiven their sister. Now, if that thought comes into your head, do not do this. Do not do this. The reason you're not healed is because you have got unforgiveness towards your sister. And unless you forgive your sister her sins, the Lord will not forgive you your sins. And pretty soon, it'll be both hips. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. That, that's, that's pastorally crap. You know, that's rubbish. Sorry, I didn't say that in front of the... That's pastorally not very good. And don't do that. Here's another way if you think it might be the Lord. Uh, forgive me, I might have this wrong, but as, as I was praying, I, I just wondered... Uh, do you have a sister? And they might say no. And the correct answer if they say no is, oh, all right, I've got that wrong. It was just a thought I had, but never mind. Let's continue to pray. The wrong answer is, you do have a sister, don't you? The Lord has told me and you're in denial. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. That's pathetic, you know? But it may be that they say, yeah, actually, I do have a sister. And then what you do is you say uh, something like, hey, and, and sometimes it's the people closest to us that hurt us the most. And I'm just wondering, has your sister hurt you really badly? And sometimes those wounds are the deepest. And they might say, well, actually, actually she has. And I still struggle with it. And then you can say, do you know when someone hurts me a lot, I find it really hard to let go and to forgive why don't we take that to Jesus, to the cross of Jesus, and ask him to help you to let go and to get healed? That way, they know they're loved. That way, you're not imposing, you're not judging, because we're all broken. We're all broken. My sister hurt me. We're friends now. Hasn't your sister hurt you? If not your sister, your brother. If not your brother, someone else. Who hasn't had someone to have that? happen to them and so and so we, we love people and there's a, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says make love your aim and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts especially the gift of prophecy that means folk we make love our aim if love isn't your aim don't eagerly don't desire the gifts because you will use them to people's destruction if love is your aim, the aim is we want to love people. We want to show them God's love for them, his unconditional love that never, ever changes. And, and if, we, if we're doing that, if we're doing that, my old boss, my vicar at St. Andrew's Chorley Wood before we started this church, he used to say to us, after you've prayed for someone, 
If they leave knowing nothing else, may they at least leave knowing they've been loved. Knowing that they've been loved. And so if someone comes forward uh, for prayer, it may be that it's a general call for prayer in the middle of worship. Hey, just sense that a number of people are sensing God's presence in a really strong way. Come forward. Then you don't need to, all you have to do is just bless what God is doing. You put a hand like I did in an appropriate place, gently on a shoulder, if, if you want, and just pray blessing. Lord, I bless what you're doing. I thank you for, for this, my, my brother or sister, my friend. Would you give them more? Would you fill them with your love? May they know your peace. And you don't have to say it with lots of words. Don't kill it with words. And watch. The way you see what the Father's doing is by keeping your eyes open. It really is by keeping your eyes open. So, so you're watching and you're listening. And if you think you've got something, you could be wrong. Say it humbly. Say it in meekness. Say it with kindness. And then, and then after a while, um, again, it's showing love to people. Um, don't, don't when you've, had, when, when you've had enough, say, okay, uh, I've given you two minutes. Um, uh, off you go. Next. Don't do that. That's not, that's not it. At the end, you might say, when you feel you've had enough prayer, just, just open your, just let me know. And, um, and you know what? I'm, I might just leave you to soak, um, to marinate in his presence. That's a good one. We want them to marry Dane in his presence. And at the end, you can say, thank you for the privilege of allowing me to pray for you. It was a real, because it is a privilege. It is a flipping privilege. But it may be that we say, like we might do at the end of this service, um, if, you, if you want prayer for anything, um, <clears throat> just come forward if it's healing uh, or if you want to be filled with the Spirit or if you want to know Jesus or if you need guidance or whatever, or you're just struggling emotionally, uh, come forward, we would love to pray for you. Then you need to know what it is you're praying for. So don't just start like, like they don't know you're there. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Mike. What's your name? Um, okay, what, what would you like prayer for? And listen to what they say. Now, if it's a physical ailment, don't, don't ask for all the medical history, you know, because that'll just depress you, all right? Just, you know, you've got a bad left knee. Okay, we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord. Now, and again, you know, the results aren't up to you. The results are up to him. If they leave knowing nothing else, they should at least leave knowing they've been loved. And sometimes we see complete healing. Sometimes it's partial. Sometimes it's not at all. And our, our job is to pray, is to ask. We don't get everything we ask for immediately. Have you noticed that with the Lord? His timing is perfect and there is a mystery to this. But we know he wants, he loves everyone and he wants to bless everyone. So that is his general will. That's why we pray. But there's a mystery and we don't need to find reasons. You can say, um, uh, uh, come back, come back, come back for prayer next week. Keep coming. You know, there are some things that when I've been prayed for, uh, God's answered straight away. There are some things that 40 years later, I'm still praying. It's a mystery. But we rest in his love and in his goodness and in his kindness. And so, and so that, that's, that's how we do it. And, and the reason we want to do this is because it changes lives. We need his power, the power of his love. And we want as a church to go deeper, to go deeper. 
during this time, at the end of this time, we want to we fan into flame again the prophetic among us. Uh, we want to discern it. We want to get it right. We want to fan into flame uh, a desire amongst all of us to see others blessed. But also, we want to be a blessing to Watford. Just listen to this from Acts chapter 8. Now, all the way through Acts, the first church, the first church did this. Now, just listen to this. There was persecution uh, by the Roman Empire to the early Christians. And, um, and they were persecuted and many of them scattered, all except the apostles who stayed in Jerusalem. That, verse 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah, the Christ there. Now, because the, it says the apostles stayed in Jerusalem, I, don't, I think this was probably another Philip, not Philip um, the, 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 the apostle. Um, so this was an, probably an ordinary believer, just like me and just like you. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. I long for us to bring great joy to our town, to this town, to bring great joy. Not that we would look good, but that he would be glorified. And I want to reach for, not for the stars, I want to reach for what the Bible tells us. Either we take this seriously or we don't. And I finish with this as we come into land. You know, one of the things that some people say is, hey, you don't want all that stuff. If, if we're going to be seeker sensitive, we don't want to put non-Christians off. And my experience is exactly the opposite. We have had over the years folk come to us who, who, who don't know Jesus and they've been moved and so many of them have been weeping and saying, I don't know what it is, but there's love in this place. There's something different here. I don't understand it. I've been doing the festivals. We did them for 27 years. Thousands and thousands and thousands of, 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 of people there. In the midst of God moving in the power of his love, we saw thousands become Christians. Non-Christians don't have a problem with the power of God because they say, well, if God really does exist... Well, surely he'd do stuff like this. He wouldn't be, you know, surely if, if, if he's who you say you are, he'd be strong. The only people who have problems are the religious Christians. It's Christians that have a problem because we put him in a box and said, oh, you, you, you're, not, you're not allowed to do it like that. And this is good news. We want to teach, speak good news. We want to be good news to those around us. And the reason we've done this, the reason I've said this, is because we want everyone who wants to, 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 to pray. If you're part of this church, when there's an opportunity, you know what, and, and the way you grow in it is by doing it. Is by doing it. And if we have so many wanting to pray, then, then what would be great is we can put people in pairs because when I started doing praying for people, I was put in with someone who, 
who knew what they were doing. And they taught me. And it, it takes away the pressure. And so I want to encourage you. Uh, don't, don't, don't wait. The only thing I'll say during COVID, um, as Andy said, we, we want to be careful. Um, we really want to be careful. The rates are going up a bit. And we just, we, we, we've, we want to, we, we care about people's spiritual and emotional health, but also physical health. And one of the things is, if you come up for prayer during COVID, just so that people feel safe and that we are safe, if there's masks here on either side of the stage, just, just put one on. And that's just honours the people we're praying for. Um, I'll just say that. But what we want to do is we, we want to see God move in power. And the way that happens is when we step out. When we step out. Remember Gideon? Remember Moses? Send someone else. Don't send me. And the Lord said, no, I could send someone else, but I want to send you. And Gideon is like, really? And the Lord says, no, you Gideon. You Gideon. Because I want people to know it's me. It's so much fun. I wasted so much of my Christian life telling God what I wanted to do and asking him to bless it. It's so much more fun finding out what he's doing and blessing that. Join in with him. It's great fun. It is an absolute adventure. And remember, it's about his love, displaying his love.